Hi, my name is Mark Riggins, and I'm pastor here at LifePoint, located in Plano, Texas, and we meet here every Sunday at 1030, and we are here for your family. I hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Well, good morning, everybody. I would love for you to stand with me. Every, if you're brand new here, just so you know, we have a memory verse for every series, so would you stand with me as we say the memory verse for this series? It is out of John 10.10. Would you say it out loud with me? The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10.10. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you're here with us and in the heart of every person who's here today. Our deepest desire is to know you more. God, help us to take a step toward that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated if you would. I want to give you three quick announcements, and then we're going to kick off and really get going here today. First uh, say, uh, announcements, three quick updates. The first update is this. You may remember back in May that I stood up here along with the board, and we talked about that God was leading us to establish a second campus in a community up north while continuing our ministry right here in Plano and in this community. And we talked about that looked like it was going to be a time frame of about a year and a half to three years. So here's the brief update. Everything is exactly on schedule, and I suspect God is up to some incredibly special things. And so with that, over the next few days, you are going to receive an email, and it's just a video message from me outlining these updates and why I believe God is up to some special things. So I just want you to be looking for your email to receive that update here soon. The second update I want to give you is on August the 8th, if you would save that date, that is a special day in the life of our church as we have an opportunity to honor our founding pastor, Pastor George, and his wife, Cheryl. He's going to be speaking here that day. We have a lot planned that day, and I just want you to put that on your calendar. Some of you may not know, if you're newer, that he was our founding pastor who retired earlier this year, but because of COVID, we couldn't do a celebration like we wanted to do. And so we planned this day to finally get to do that. It's like we've been anticipating this day on August the 8th. So save that date. Third update I wanted to give you is, you may remember that we were going through the book of Acts in a teaching series, and we pushed pause so that we could do this series, and then we're going to pick back up in the book of Acts as we begin a brand new series, taking and we're entitling it To the Ends of the Earth. We're beginning that series on August the 15th, and there are some incredible things that we're doing along with that this fall, and I'm going to tell you about those things next Sunday. But today, we continue our series that we wanted to pause for called All In, and here's why. We believe that every one of us, our deepest desire is to know God more. And we believe there are five habits that help position us to know Him more. It's like a sail that is preparing us for when the wind blows that we can know God more. And so a quick review, if you missed it, in week one, we talked about praying for three people who don't know Jesus. In week two, we talked about reading one chapter a day out of your Bibles. There's seven days in a week, so shoot for seven, hit five, but read one chapter a day from God's Word. And then the third habit we talked about last week, and that is to financially give back some of what God has given us. In other words, we know it's all from Him, it's just not all for us. So last week, I actually kind of went through these real quick. And we've got these little tools. 
praying for three people, how to read a chapter a day. And then we also had these little books. If you remember, I said there were 100 of these out in guest information, so we knew we had plenty for everyone. Well, guess what? All 100 went quickly. I love that. I'm so grateful that you're taking that and you're, you're just developing more uh, tools in your own toolbox. I just want you to know we ordered more, and there are more back in the guest information. So if you didn't get that or if you would like to get that, this is everything we believe about giving, and we think it's a really great tool. So if you would pick that up, if you didn't, or any of the other weeks you may have missed, you can go to guest information in the lobby on the way out today and pick up those tools. So today... We are talking about habit number four. But first, well, let me just give you, let's be honest with you. At the end of the service today, I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to ask. At the end of the service today, I'm going to ask you to consider joining a volunteer team right here at LifePoint. Now, before your wall goes up and you're tempted to check out, or you begin to fear that I'm about to back up a great big dump truck of guilt on you, Just know I'm not going to do that. I'm tempted, but I'm not going to do that simply because it doesn't work, right? It's not going to last, so why even, you know, go through the exercise? I'm not going to do that. I just want you to know that. But I am giving you the warning that I'm going to ask that later on for you to consider joining. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. First, got to tell you about a lunch I had this week. In fact, Rick, who's right over here, Rick is uh, a guy that, uh, that is special to our family, uh, family through marriage. And, and Rick and I had lunch on Tuesday. And Rick said, hey, there's this new place I think we can try out. And so we went to uh, Kenny's Burger Joint right down the road. Anybody been to Kenny's Burger Joint? No commercial. It's free but for them. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's a pretty good place. So I go there. Let me just tell you what I was intending to do. I went into Kenny's Burger Joint planning to get a salad. <laughs> well, that's encouraging. Thank you. I go and planning to get a salad, and I, I do the thing I always do, which is a horrible habit if you're planning to get a salad. And I said, hey, what do you recommend? Well, I'm asking, what do you recommend if I'm planning to get a salad? But that's what I did. And here's what the guy said. The waiter said, well, let me tell you. We specialize in burgers, but there's one in particular I'll tell you about it in a minute. He said, but first, let me just tell you, we have a brand-new menu item called Nashville Hot Wing Tacos. And I got no category for that in my brain. It was blowing, but it sounded amazing. And then he said, and today, because it's Tuesdays, we have ribs by the bone. Start with five, get as many as you want as long as they last. And I'm like, okay, that sounds really good. And then he said, remember I said something about the burgers. Well, here's the burger that's particularly good. I love the blue cheese burger. Whoo, come on. Now, I do too. Rick and I both love blue cheese. So I want to take a quick poll. If you were me, if you had been in that moment, what would you have gotten? I wanna, no, 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 you can't shout it out. You've got you to gotta raise your hand and own it. Here we go. How many of you would have gotten the Nashville hot wing tacos? Just raise your hand. Because, you know, you're, these are the adventurers in the group. Okay. A handful of you, good, that's good to see. How many of you would have, you'd have just gotten the ribs by the bone, you're a carnivore, you're going to own it? Nice. Good, you're my friends. How many of you would have gotten the blue cheeseburger? You buy the mints later, right? Like, this is just really good stuff. All right, how many of you would have gotten the salad? Don't boo these people. These are our friends. Good. All right. So here's the danger, at least in my life, and I'm just going to be real honest with you. My entire life, I have struggled with my weight. And so for me, the real dangerous thing is to walk into a moment like that and think that this is the battle. The temptation is for me to go into that moment and think that the battle is between the salad and the blue cheeseburger, right? Guess what? I'm going to lose that battle every single time. The salad's going to lose. I win, I guess, right, in the moment. Then I lose in the long run. But... This is what I think the battle is. In other words, my temptation is to think, I should get this, but I desire this. And as long as that's my thinking, I'm going to lose when it's a should versus a desire. 
And I don't know about you, but a lot of us grew up in churches, really this was very common, where churches talked about shoulds. This is what you should do. And then we would think, yeah, but this is what I want to do. I know, but this is what you should do. And this is like sitting at the table going, boy, I sure would like the cheeseburger, but I guess I should get the salad. And this is the battle, I think, of our faith. We're going to see a scripture in a minute. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul is talking about. Let me just tell you now what I chose, because I hope you care. And that is, I chose the salad. Now, don't be disappointed. Don't boo me. It's not the reason that you think. I actually wanted the salad. I also wanted the blue cheeseburger. But I wanted the salad. Let me tell you why. Because in 2016, I had a lot of weight to lose. And I went to a coach, and I said, look, I'm struggling losing weight. I don't know what to do. And she said, well, good. Why is it that you want to lose weight? I said, I want to lose weight because the doctor told me I should. She said, well, that's not a good enough reason. You're never going to do it because you should do it. You've got to figure out why you want to do it. I go, I want to do it because the doctor told me I wanted to do it. You guys, it's not good enough. She said, I want you to spend the next week or two telling me why you want to, why your life would be different if you did. Tell me why, kind of the why behind the what, right? So I came up with this goofy little thing that works for me. It's not going to work for you. You've got to do your own work. But for me, it was HIG, H-I-G because i got to remember things, and I have a small, small brain, and this worked for me. So the H-I-G stood for something. The H was health, like I need to do this for my own health. The I was image of God. Like, in other words, I feel like I'm a better image bearer. I feel like I represent God better. I'm a better representation of the image of God. And then the G was, one day I want to play on the floor with my grandkids. I want to be able to play like baseball with them or whatever they want to do. I want to do that with them. I want to be physically capable of doing those things. So here's the unhelpful and I would even say wrong battle when I'm sitting at Kenny's burger joint is to think that the battle is between the salad and the blue cheeseburger the should versus the desire you know why that's a bad battle because a desire trumps a should every single time the real battle for me was between hig and the cheeseburger the salad was just the way to get there now let me let let me tell you underneath the should we got to find the desire. It's buried down there somewhere. We just got to unearth it. We got to cultivate it, right? But let me be real transparent and tell you that inner conflict, it never goes away. I don't ever stop desiring that blue cheeseburger. It will always be a desire of mine. That's why I still need to have weight to lose because for me it's a constant battle in my life. I just now have a fair fight because now I know there's a desire over here too, as well as over here. So as I said before, what we're going to talk about at the end of this message today is inviting you in the opportunity of joining a volunteer as a volunteer here at LifePoint. And some of you, when you hear that, you're going to think, that's probably something I should do. That's a salad. I mean, I'm, I'm for people who do it. I think it probably would be helpful. You know, I could see that being beneficial. But what I would rather do is just come when I come and come at the last minute. I enjoy the worship. And by the way, was that not powerful worship today? That was so good. That new song, Abide, I mean, let's just sing that one all day. Man, it was so powerful. And and then we open the Word, and there's something that, that just speaks to us. And then we get to leave as soon as it's done. Man, why not just do that? It's a blue cheeseburger. It's great. You talk about the salad. I can see the bit. But here's the question I want to pose as we kick off today. What if? What if? serving others turns out not to be a should but something you actually desire what if below that should is a buried desire that God has already placed in your heart and it's just time to cultivate it 
It's time to unearth it a little bit today. And that's what we're going to look at. And today we're just going to look at three verses. It's a very unusual day in the, in, in, the, in the plan. But I think it's effective because these are three really powerful verses. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible in the pew on each end today. You can just grab those. We're going to put them on the screen. Of course, Galatians chapter 5. If you don't know what that is, just go to the table of contents. You'll find Galatians and then look with us at chapter 5. And I want us to look at just three verses where we talk about the fact that there is this conflict. There are two desires within us at all times. Look with me, if you would, at verse 17. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, For the flesh, Paul's writing to the church of Galatia. Now, the flesh, you know what that is, right? We're born with flesh. If you have kids, you don't have to teach them to say no. You don't have to teach them to be rebellious. Like, it's just kind of what we just figured out on our own, right? The flesh, it's very me-centered. The spirit, as he's about to say, is God-centered. The flesh is me-centered. And what he's, he's, he's delineating here is the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. You want the salad and the cheeseburger. Well, no, you want the hig and the cheeseburger. It's in conflict with each other. Paul's reminding us. Then he says, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Now, see, that's really helpful to me because it's always tempting to go, no, I just want to do this one thing. And Paul's like, no, no, no. You may not even realize this because you haven't cultivated all the Spirit is revealing to you, but you actually have two voices of desire within you. This is profoundly helpful when we grab onto this. That the Spirit has a desire within us. And it's a matter of cultivating our highest desire. It's a matter of unearthing that it's in there and it wants these special things that God has planned for your life. Now, why is he talking about this? This idea of conflicting desires within us. Well, now I want you to back it up and we're going to look at the other two verses. Look with me at verse 13. It says, You, my brothers and sisters... You were called to be, and say that next word with me, free. Now say it out loud with me. Say it. Free. You were called to be free. Now, what are we free to? Watch what he says. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. In other words, it's not just about me. Like we said last week, it's all from God, but it's not all for me. This is our salvation. In working out our salvation, it's all from him. It's just not all for me. Some of it is for me, and that's the point he's going to make. It's just not all for me. Don't indulge. Rather, and would you say these next six words with me? Say these out loud with me. Serve one another humbly in love. This is what Paul is saying. This marks a Christ follower. That we serve one another humbly in love. And is this just an oh by the way? It's so critical and foundational for people who follow Jesus that watch what he says in the next half of this verse. He says... So for the entire law, it is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Let me summarize all the Old Testament and the mark of a Christian. It is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Would you say that out loud with me? Love your neighbor as yourself. If you've got your Bible, you might mark out in the margins there, Leviticus 19.18, where this comes from. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, here's the temptation if you're like me. The temptation is to have the wrong battle. Kind of like the salad versus the blue cheeseburger. The wrong battle is to think, oh, I've got to love others versus loving myself. 
that that's the contrast. Oh, they're asking me to serve at church. That means every week i got to serve from now on. I don't get to go to services anymore. Well, like, well, that's not at all what Paul is saying. That's not at all what we would ever ask. Because that's just loving others versus loving ourselves, And that's the wrong battle. Here's the real battle. Watch what he says in the real battle. He says, it's loving your neighbor as yourself versus just loving yourself. Now, you catch the difference in that? In other words, when I love my neighbor as myself, I get to continue to take care of me and love me and abide with God, and I am filled with God. I am making sure in a healthy way I have a full tank from which to serve others. I love my neighbor as myself. Yeah, I'll serve at the church once a month. I'll serve occasionally. I'll pour into others. I'm going to love my neighbor as I love myself, as he has loved me. I am being generous, but I am not being a martyr. I am loving my neighbor as myself versus just loving myself. And here's the point Paul makes as he gets down to verse 17, which we read earlier. Paul is making this claim that loving your neighbor as yourself is a desire you already have. However, it might not currently be your strongest desire, because it has to be cultivated, but it is your highest desire. It is what you and I have been designed to experience. It's where we thrive the most when there's part of our time, life, and energy that's being given on behalf of others. When we're loving our neighbor as Ourself. This is part of our hig. Oh, this leads to that. This leads to loving like Christ loves. This leads to becoming more like Christ. This leads to his kingdom being expanded. This leads to me tapping into that eternal story. This leads to what I want in knowing God more. Oh, this leads to that. Well, that, that I desire. And Paul say, well, do the work and understand that loving your neighbor as yourself is your highest desire. It's already within you. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. Cultivate your highest desire. You have this desire. It's within you. But don't just listen to Paul. You've never met Paul. But I want you to hear the story of a couple of friends who attend this church and have for a while, Michael and Dana Pichar. And so I want to invite them to come on up. And they're going to share just a little bit of their own journey of serving and how they got to that place. Would you welcome Michael and Dana to our stage today? Thank you guys again for doing this. So Michael, Dana, would you just jump in and just kind of share, why did you guys desire to serve? Well, first of all, we moved here um, seven years ago from out of state, and we didn't know anybody. And um, it took us probably four years before we jumped in. But for me, it was, um, it was, I was home with my kids. I had no community. I didn't know anybody. Mm. So for me, I wanted the community. Yeah. I wanted to serve others. I wanted to serve something that was bigger, be a part of something that was bigger than myself mm. and just jump in. I love that. Yeah. I love that. How about you, Michael? So for me, when I started thinking about this question, uh, all the thoughts that kind of came to my head, you know, felt selfish. And, and then I kind of realized that, you know, it wasn't a bad thing because it wasn't selfish about me, but it was really kind of that selfish relationship that, that I have with God. And so it kind of boiled down to a, a couple different things. Um, you know, first, it really helped define my purpose, helped me find my purpose, helped me, 
you know, not kind of just wander around lost. And, and it really, you know, helped show me that, you know, my call is to, to come alongside others and to create an experience and an environment that encourages, um, you know, the worship of God. Uh, secondly, it became part of my identity, um, especially this last 18 months where, you know, you qu- pretty quickly learn that, you know, work and the company that you work for uh, aren't really good indicators of, of what your uh, identity uh, identity is. And, and then lastly, um, you know, the, the big one for me is it, it exposed areas of my character that need refining. Hmm. Um, it, you know, became about bettering myself, uh, my relationships, uh, and things like that. So. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I'm so grateful that you guys jumped in and served. Would you thank Michael and Dana? Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Well, and Michael and Dana represent a lot of you. I think there are 150, 200 of you who serve on a regular basis. And, and I just want to say a great big thank you to all of you who volunteer in all the ministry areas that we have. And what we have here at LifePoint is around 300 families who regularly attend this church. And that means that by your serving, that you're encouraging those families, you're supporting those families, you're encouraging their faith, and God is using you in a specific way to help move the kingdom forward. And so on behalf of all the leadership here at the church, for the many of you who serve, we say thank you, thank you for your service. Thank you for all you do for the kingdom. And there are a lot of lives, I believe, that are yet to be changed in advance, and you're going to have a part in that. Now I just want to say this. Imagine. Imagine if people here in Collin County who are skeptical of what we believe became envious of how we treat each other love each other. Imagine if they begin to say, you know, I don't believe what those people believe, but man, I want to work for those people. I want to hire those people. I want to work with those people. I want to live next door to those people because of how well they treat others. You see, once upon a time, that was reality. There was a first century church of Christians who lived in stark contrast to all the people around them. And even though they didn't believe what they believed, they found those people irresistible because of how they loved those around them. And God did it. And I believe God wants to do it again. I believe He wants to move in the hearts of our church to come together and love in a way that other people just find irresistible. So today I want to introduce habit number four. And I want to ask you to consider joining a volunteer team here at LifePoint. Not because you should, but because I believe God has already placed in your heart a desire to love others. However often you do that, once a month or whenever you do it, I believe God has already placed that in your heart. Let me just tell you, I believe it appeals to a desire you already have. This idea of humbly serving one another, oh, that's a desire you already have. It's a desire you have to be included It's a desire you already have to be recognized. It's a desire you already have to be loved. Because just like those first century Christians, they saw Jesus. A man who didn't come to be served, but to serve. And to lay his life down as a ransom for many. 
and it changed everything. All of a sudden, they had purpose. All of a sudden, they realized there was hope beyond this life. When they saw the risen Jesus, they knew it took the sting out of death, and it was no longer about them, but they were joining a story much, much bigger than them. And guess what it freed them to do? It freed them to love others as themselves. And they begin to get their hands dirty. They begin to just step up and say, it's not about me anymore. I'm going to demonstrate by humbly serving others. And it changed a generation. I just want to ask you a question. Why don't we just do that? Why don't we begin to humbly serve one another better than ever before? Let's take another step forward, church. Not because we should, but because it's our ultimate desire to be more like Him and to love Him more. I love what Psalm 37.4 says. But delight yourself in the Lord, and when you do, He will give you the desires of your heart. So here's what I want us to do. I told you I was going to make an ask at the end. We're not there yet. But I want you, instead of just hearing from me, instead of just hearing from the Apostle Paul today, instead of just hearing from Michael and Dana today, I want you to hear from God Himself. So I want to give you a couple of minutes to just pray and talk with Him. What I want to invite you to do is just take a couple of minutes. We're going to give you a couple of prayer prompts. But just right where you sit right now today, maybe you're online and you're watching, if you're right here in the room, we just want to invite you right now to take a couple of minutes and pray these two things. Number one, would you just ask, God, what is my highest desire? You've told me to love my neighbor. Why is that a desire for me? God, would you speak to me today and do work with him? And then secondly, say, God, if you want me to love others, would you show me how? to love my neighbor as myself. May you hear from the God of this universe, your creator, as he speaks to you in these next two minutes. We want to give you time to talk with him and to hear from him. So right now in this room, would you just bow your heads and would you just pray to God and ask him for your highest desire and ask him to show you how you can love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, we just pray together. Make this a house of prayer. I hope today's message was an encouragement to you. And if you'd like a little more information about our church, just visit us on our website at lifepointplano.org.